Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on chapter 21 of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. I do still have a cold, but my voice is getting a little better, so hopefully the audio is better for you guys and you can understand me a little bit better. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer, so if you would please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our minds, and our hearts to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, please guide us and help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And Lord, I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, the poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. All right, so I'm just going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in these verses here, this poor widow put in these two copper coins, and this is all that she had to live on. And so Jesus said that she put in more than all the others because all these rich people were giving gifts from their wealth. They had an abundance of things. They had so many things, and so they were just giving a very small portion of their wealth. But this widow offered everything she had to live on. And this shows her faith and her trust in God and that even though she had just a very small amount, she trusted God with that. And she knew that nothing she has belonged to her. Everything that we have belongs to God and is given to us from God. And so no matter if we have small or large amounts, we have to acknowledge that everything we have is from God and give all that we have to God. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 5. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name, claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and revolutions, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. This will result in your being witnesses to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you would defend yourselves. 
For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. So I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. What Jesus said in verse 6, he was predicting the Roman attack on Jerusalem. About 40 years after Jesus had said this, there was a Jewish revelation against the Romans in Palestine. And ultimately, Rome crushed this rebellion from the Jews and they attacked Jerusalem and nothing was left, including the temple. So when he says here that not one stone will be left on another, he's predicting that Roman attack on Jerusalem. In verses 7 through 9, Jesus' disciples wanted to know when these things would happen and if there would be a sign that they were about to take place. And Jesus told them to not be deceived because there would be many people that would claim to be the Messiah and not to follow them. And that they shouldn't be frightened whenever there's wars and revolutions and all of that because those things have to happen first, but the end's not going to come right away. No one knows when the end is going to come, but we have to just stand firm in our faith and not be frightened whenever there's chaos and wars and all of that. In verses 12 through 17, before all of the things happen that Jesus says in verses 10 through 11, his disciples will be persecuted. And we saw from our Bible studies on the book of Acts, the persecution of the church and all of that. So if you haven't checked out those Bible studies, definitely go check those out. But the disciples and believers of Jesus Christ are going to be brought to synagogues and prisons and all of this because of the name of Jesus Christ. The people that hate Jesus also hate his disciples and believers of Jesus Christ. What he says in verses 14 through 15, we can't worry about how we're going to defend ourselves to people that hate us or persecute us because of the name of Jesus Christ because he gives us all the words and the wisdom and everything that we need to be able to stand firm in our faith and to stand strong and not let anyone deceive us or try to tell us that what we believe is wrong because we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life and no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. In verses 16 through 17, even our friends and family and people that we're close to can betray us whenever we wholeheartedly believe in Jesus Christ because there's a lot of people that have a lot of hate in their heart and don't believe in Jesus and are deceived by worldly people and worldly things. And so we have to make sure we're standing firm in our faith and we will be hated in the name of Jesus, but we cannot let that get in the way of us spreading the gospel and following him and seeking to live and have a heart like Jesus and obeying his commands and all of that. Whenever we believe in Jesus Christ and we're saved, we will not perish but have eternal life in heaven. And what he says in verse 19, whenever we stand firm in our faith, we will gain life because we have eternal life in heaven with Jesus. We're dead in our sins and alive in Jesus. So we have to make sure we're standing firm in our faith and not giving into this world or being deceived by worldly things and worldly people. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 20. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment and fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. 
There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehension of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 20 through 21, whenever the Roman armies were to encircle Jerusalem, his disciples would know that Jerusalem's desolation is near. There would be people that would flee to the mountains and get out of the city, but the people that were in the country were to not enter the city. In verse 22, that would be the time of punishment to fulfill all that had been written. These Jewish people had hate in their hearts and a lot of them rejected Jesus and wanted to kill him and beat him and ridiculed him and crucified him. And so their punishment was to come with the Romans encircling them and attacking them and leaving Jerusalem desolate. What Jesus says in verse 24, Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles and Gentiles are anyone that's not Jew. So they would be trampled by these Romans and this would continue until the time of the Gentiles were completed, which you can go look in Daniel chapter 9 where it goes over the 77s to see more about what was written on what would happen to Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem. In verses 25 through 28, these were the things that would come later whenever the ultimate fulfillment of Jesus coming back for his people would come. There's no record in history where this had happened yet. In verse 27, the Son of Man, which is Jesus Christ, will come in a cloud with great power and glory. And we can see more about the coming of Jesus and the things that will happen in the end of times in the book of Revelation, if you want to go and check that out. And what he says in verse 28, whenever those things happen, we have to stand up and lift up our heads to Jesus because our redemption is near. He is coming back for his people. Judgment will come and those who believe in Jesus Christ and follow him and look towards Jesus and are saved have eternal life with him and God the Father. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 29. He told them this parable, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, and anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Each day Jesus was teaching at the temple and each evening he went out to spend the night on the hill called the Mount of Olives. And all the people came early in the morning to hear him at the temple. Alright, so those are all the verses of chapter 21 of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 29 through 31... 
This is just showing that just like it's inevitable that summer is near whenever they see the sprouting leaves of the fig trees and all the other trees, they will also know that it's inevitable that the kingdom of God is near. And it's inevitable that the coming of Jesus and all his glory will come. What Jesus says in verse 32, on the bottom of the Bible, after it says generation, it also says or race. So the generation that he's talking about is the Jewish race. So the Jewish race will not pass away until all of the things of the coming of Jesus and all of that has happened. In verses 34 through 36, we have to make sure that we're standing firm in our faith and we're following Jesus because this world is so full of deception and lies and just chaos that if we get caught up in worldly things, we can get weighed down and we can let anxiety take over us and just get so caught up in this world that we fall away from Jesus and we're not ready for him whenever he comes back. Just like we saw in our Bible study from part two of chapter 12 of the book of Luke, we have to make sure that we are ready for Jesus and we're looking towards him and we're not being deceived by worldly things or getting caught up in worldly emotions and all of that. We have to make sure we're standing firm in our faith, letting the Holy Spirit guide us and following Jesus and being ready for his return. And we have to stay in constant prayer and make sure that we're standing firm in our faith. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is everything that we have is given to us by God. Number two is as disciples of Jesus Christ, people will hate us and persecute us. And number three is we have to stand firm in our faith no matter what trials and tribulations we face. All right, so that concludes this Bible study on chapter 21 of the book of Luke. Tomorrow, we're going to go into chapter 22, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys.